Thanks for downloading this podcast from Brum Radio. For more programs, search our podcast page at brumradio.com. In the heart of Birmingham, one team to bring you your week in geek. It's the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday, 12 till 1 on Brum Radio. Pip, pip, all, it's Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer here. You're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. And you are the nicest man in radios. One of the things that um, a lot of people comment on is that dogs seem to be naturally attuned to them and, and be able to sense their moods and whatever. As you are so nice, When we look in their eyes, we see loyalty. We see trust. We see honesty and friendship. We see love. And good afternoon to everybody. It is the usual hour of chaos that is the Geeky Brum Show here on Brum Radio. As usual, I'm joined by producers Sean and Guy, gentlemen. Ah, uh, Hello. <laughs> Bit of a pause there. Uh, co-presenters Keith and George are in attendance. Hello. Hello. Uh, we have the wonderful returning Mr. Philip Ellis. Hi. Feeling a bit rough today. I mean, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and we have Dave from Aces Armour Cosway again. Hello, Dave. Hey, guys. So, today it's going to be a bit of a um, doggy-themed episode, I'd say. It's fair to say. Yeah, fair to say, <laughs> a bit of a doggy-themed episode. Yes, so, rather than jumping into a track as usual, we're actually going to have a little bit of talk about two of our favourite things that have come out in the last few weeks, which are Stranger Things and Star Trek Beyond. Stranger Things on Netflix now. It's uh, a bit of a sleeper hit, I think, is the best way to describe it. Uh, they didn't really promote it very much when it, it released. It, no, no, it's sort of just, it, it was just there. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, the, it, that's true of a couple of, of yeah. Netflix's kind of surprise uh, hits. It's, they, they don't really invest too much in the marketing. Yeah. They just know that if it appears on the top screen on Netflix, people are going to go crazy for it. And, yeah. and that's what they've done yeah. for, for Stranger Things. Um, probably most notably just because it's, it's Winona Ryder's big comeback. And she is gloriously unhinged. Yes, she is Winona Ryder. <laughs> 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 What's so far? Yeah. She, uh, yeah. Shrieking at the camera. I, it did make me feel a bit old that um, you know Lydia Dietz is now yes. the uh, sort of struggling single mother. Uh, <laughs> yeah. she, she's the kind of you know overworked mum role yeah. rather than still. I, I still think of her as the, the sort of outcast teen. It's like, oh no, she's probably in her forties now. Yeah. yeah, time you know passeth ever. Yeah. Um, but it, no, it's it's. Uh, it's it's great great fun. Um, it's uh, it's it's a little bit scary. Um, yeah. It's it's it, very very nostalgic. The best words I've heard it described so far is Spielberg meets King, Stephen King. Yes. It's I mean it's eighties yeah. porn basically. Yeah. It, there's this amazing uh, <laughs> soundtrack and the puffy puffy jackets yes. and, and and bad wardrobe and bad haircuts oh, and uh, I think one it's, of my, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I mean one Lots of my favourite moments for the first episode is when they get into the car and Toto and Africa just plays in the background and that just takes you back. To AKA you know, one you. of the best songs best ever songs written. Ever written. Yes. And uh, they're actually releasing the soundtrack, which guy might have to review on the album review show. Get it on vinyl. Yeah, sounds good. So, what are our thoughts in the room, people who've seen it? I started watching it after a couple of cocktails earlier in the week. I will confess, and found it a little bit intense for a cocktail fueled brain. <laughs> Had to stop. <laughs> it was a yeah. bit. It was too much. I'm gonna give it another go though. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a few. It's there's, it's very it, tense, especially yeah. just even like the first. I think yeah. the first sort of opening scene before the credits. It's, yeah. it's kind of. It demands terrifying. your attention. It is one of those shows that completely demands your attention. And you need to be focused. And you have no that. idea what is going on for no. about sixty percent of the time. Yeah. I think I'm only about four or five episodes in at the minute. So. See, I have no. I have no impulse control. I just binged yeah. the entire thing <laughs> over a weekend. And guy, you binged watched it as well, haven't you? 
I have. I mean, for me, this is TV show of the year so far. I mean, it's like you've got your Game of Thrones and stuff like that, but this has just come out of nowhere and it's just been brilliant. And, yeah, and to tell well a complete brilliant story in only eight episodes and to have, I mean, and I think the revelation really is that the child actors aren't terrible. Yeah. Um, and they carry so much of the story. Um, and, and normally any TV show with kids, I'm like, pass. But uh, no, they're, they're fantastic. The girl, um, I... Eleven. Eleven. That's what L. Yes, uh, she is. She's brilliant, um, and, and and all the all the lads in it are just yeah, absolutely. Get fantastic. something about those nosebleeds. <laughs> <laughs> she needs a better haircut in yeah. season two. <laughs> yeah, but they have already renewed for season two. Uh, they they have. have. I think it's only yeah. been out two weeks, and they've yeah. already promised they're, they're going to yeah, do a sequel series. But they haven't yeah. even said if season two is going to even interact with season one if they're going to go. On in the same universe off I am sure story. I read somewhere that it is going to continue the same story and have the same characters and answer some of the questions that mm, were left good. Uh, hanging at the end rather than going with yes. the sort of anthology model Yes. although I would be up for that as well yeah because it was the biggest shock for me in the first episode was Matthew Medine it took me about five minutes to recognise him when to he him? turned up what <laughs> happened between Cutthroat Island and now that <laughs> he saw something really scary and his yeah. hair went white because he reminded me of the one of the guys from Mad Men when he turned up. Oh, um, oh, Roger from Mad Men. Yes, uh, yes. You want Keith? The, yes, yes, yes. Keith, have you had? Yeah, yeah. Have you had to watch it? I've only managed to watch the first episode so far. And um, impressions so far? Totally won over. I mean, for me as well, the other couple of touchstones for that series yeah. is Ray Bradbury's writings yes. and John Carpenter movies. The, yeah. the soundtrack that that goes with it, beyond the kind of musical. Yeah, stuff that synth soundtrack's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, even the fonts they use for like the um, logo and the credits just has that raw eighties feel to yeah. it all the way. I mean, that's one of the touches I actually like towards the credits when you go into an episode and it has like the production credits at the beginning of the episode. It's very much reminding me of stuff like Murder She Wrote and you know the, the rubbish eighties TV dramas and stuff like that. They had that that type face of font on the yeah. credits. You can tell there's a real love for the yeah. sort of original era. It, not f- just it feels like somebody's dusted off the scripts from like some cupboard from last from 30 years ago and just remade it now with modern TV budget it's just amazing yeah and the, the Duffer brothers are the guys that have kind of written yeah. and created that show have really got a love for that 80s ambling kind of feel I mean you know E.T.'s in yeah. there Close Encounters is in yeah. there and, and the crazy thing I'm with Phil as well the whole idea that Winona Ryder is now people's mum she was Spock's <laughs> mum a couple of years ago and but now she's, she's mum in this still doesn't so what's look going old on? enough she just has not aged I mean in the first episode I wasn't sure whether yeah. um, the older lad was her son or her partner yeah. because he's sort of you know it's like the kind of the, the teenager looks about 25 when Winona yeah. Ryder's in her 40s she still looks about 25 yeah they could feasibly a couple, be a couple I mean it would be weird it would be icky yeah um, I was quite surprised when I when they clarified that she was the mother to both of them mm-hmm. yeah Dave and Sean I take it you haven't had a chance to watch it I'll, I'll be honest I haven't actually heard of it yet um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have now what's, what's happening yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the first time I heard anything about it was um, there was an announcement from Showmasters who were running LFCC this weekend mm-hmm. um, saying that they had a massive guest from one of the biggest TV shows of the of the year so far and uh, they've never done a con before and then the, when they announced it as one of the kids from Stranger Things there was a lot of people were just like who? <laughs> <laughs> who is this person you've announced? yeah but yeah I mean from what I've I've read a little bit about it since then, and it looks like something I'll, I'll, I'll give a watch. It's just I haven't yeah. got around to it yet. 
Yeah, yeah, it's the same for me. I basically turn up here on a Saturday and just get told what I'm going to watch for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think yeah. you've got to look six seasons again before I just get through yet, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm still working on actually getting to Game of Thrones. And thanks to Phil and Keith, I'm still firing through Archer. So, um, yeah, I've, I've got a lot of catching up to do, I think. But, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it has said 80s reference, Stand By Me. It's even got the lighting feel of like Pet Cemetery with the smoke and the lighting. It's brilliant. Watch it if you Goonies want. as well. Yes. Goonies as well, yes. It's that kids on bikes sort of yeah. genre that we had in the eighties, and there's a big, been a big <laughs> yeah. like resurgence of that nostalgic thing. Super Eight yeah. a few years ago, JJ Abrams yes. and doing that. And there's a comic out at the moment called Paper Girls, which is yeah. the same thing. A bunch of kids yeah. who have their independence through being able to get around on bicycles. It's that yeah. whole idea of kids getting involved in something because and they have this mobility out, and them just staying in. Yeah, and they can sneak friends. out. And I've always wanted to live in an American house. Mm-hmm. It's like the one that you can climb out of the the, the bedroom yeah. window and shimmy down the roof and, they and just get through. All have yeah. useless parents because the parents have no idea what their kids <laughs> are up to or where they are. Yeah, um, I think it's really interesting because the whole you know it's, it's referencing all these '80s films. Yeah. Which were actually, they were referencing the 50s. Mm-hmm. So things like Stand by Me was actually written about, you know, Stephen King's childhood yeah. in, in Maine in the 50s about, yeah. you know, this group of kids, you know, running around on the bikes. Mm-hmm. And, and that was sort of, you know, came to life in the yeah. 80s films. Now we're kind of remembering the 80s by remembering the 50s. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah. But yeah, the whole it's sort of the, the freedom. Thing, yeah. you, you could never ever set the, yeah. this show in, uh, in, in 2016. Nah. And talking about Wild Childs as well, Star Trek Beyond. Oh. Cover your ears, guy. <laughs> guy, who's, guy who's existing the rumours, he's not had a chance to watch it yet. I watched it last night. What did you think of it? It is the best out of the modern three for being it's, a Star yeah, Trek no, I, film. I, I agree. It is a Star Trek film it's, rather than an it action feels, film. Mm. It actually felt like a Star Trek film, especially yeah. the first hour. The whole Yorktown... Yeah. Uh, sequence at the beginning was yes. just pure Trek. It was, yeah. you know, yeah. and just like it reminds me of the the um, classic Star Trek films where they would yeah. just waste mi- like so precious minutes of, of yeah. screen time, just like looking at the at the ships and at yeah. the space stations and sort of reveling in the effects and in the yeah. and sort of the technology. And it's mm-hmm. just it's so geeky and amazing. Yeah. And yeah, no, I I, I love the first bit. It's kind of went off the rails towards the end for me a little bit. Yeah. Um, I uh, how spoilery are we allowed to be? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so, so no. Okay, okay. Um, Do you need to go and stand I think everybody the knows from the trailer the ship ain't gonna make it all the way through. Oh I, well, yeah. not, I wasn't even. There's yeah. that, yeah. And then there's that. I saw a trailer which actually gave away the big twist yes. at the end, and yeah. I was, I was, I mean, I, I saw it the night that it came yeah. out. Um, so I, it, I was fine, but it was like that's not cool, marketers. No. That's not okay. Yeah. You have basically just given away the reason to go and see the film. My highlights for it is. Um, Zachary Quinto Spock is just a rebirth of Leonard Nimoy, and yeah, and there's a lovely tribute. To yeah, Leonard a lovely Nimoy tribute to Leonard well. Nimoy in there. <laughs> Carl Urban is McCoy now. There is there is no other person that can be McCoy. I liked the interaction between Spock and Bones yeah. in this one. I don't think we've had that in the in the other two. Nah, and it felt more like the original show where they actually spat, even though you can tell yeah. they're really good. Friends. I think it's you know it's the third film that the, the new yeah. the new actors they, those roles are lived in now. Yeah. They they they're, they're comfortable in in those roles and they yeah. it's it's not sort of off putting to see new faces playing those characters anymore. No, Keith, your thoughts? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's made a big difference uh, having uh, Simon Pegg write it. I mean, yeah. I know before this, Carl Urban was coming and ahhing about whether he'd actually come back for a third one yeah. because he didn't really have anything to do in. Uh, Rat of Khan yeah, or whatever yeah. it was called the last one. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Remake but, of Khan. Yeah. So you know, just having that having that banter between they, they felt yes. like characters who had been around and yeah. on that journey for oh. nine hundred and whatever number of days it was, and that, that interaction, yeah. the characters for me is what made it yeah. felt 
like Star Trek. It, it, it felt lived really in. Good. Yeah, as Phil said, it felt lived in. Nice to see Uhura having a bit of a more of a leading role as well. well George and yeah. about time. Uh, yeah, I actually also haven't got around to seeing it yet, but I also haven't seen the second one, so I don't know how essential that is. I, I saw the first of the Star Trek films. I think you could probably was, skip the second okay. one. It's worth yeah. watching just for oh. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I mean, well, I like a bit of Cumberbatch, yeah. but just no. I don't he know, goes I'm full not, ham. He does go full of, ham. Of Abrams, I yeah. confess, I didn't particularly enjoy the first Star Trek film. But, I thought it yeah. was totally wasted, and there's been a lot of think stuff that the has first kind of film, me off. Yeah, the first film, it was the opening scene. That was the best bit of the whole movie. That first bit when you see spoilers now. So George Kirk taking control of the Kelvin. And yeah. That yeah. just amazing opening scene, and then it just went down with yeah. the eye. And the first film was basically lens flare in space, and yes. I didn't need to see two more. Films it was like Star Trek really Police bothered. Academy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no high tower there. <laughs> Should bring Wolf back for that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just get, yeah. get Michael Wilson doing all the. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I did. I did yeah. like um, that they actually, because obviously in the original series they only had a hero. I like that they did write in another yeah. female character who actually had stuff to do. Yeah. Um, again, sort of minimal spoilers, but I, she was uh, a standout for me actually. Yeah. So, all right. Um, recommendations then worth a watch. Yes. It's a, it's a decent way to fill a Saturday afternoon and then go home and yes. binge watch Stranger Things. And yeah. also Michael Giacchino's soundtrack is amazing. It's one of yes. those. It's one of those kind of epic. You can hum that theme tune afterwards, you remember that theme. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and you're listening to Brum Radio. Back into the world of trailers, and if you probably didn't notice, last weekend was San Diego Comic Con, pretty much the temple of geekdom. <laughs> and it is, everything comes out during San Diego Comic Con now, it's pretty, it's, it's where everybody promotes stuff. Bit of a development contract. <laughs> So we've already descended into the usual madness. Anyway, uh, San Diego trailers. Uh, first one, Justice League. Thoughts around the room? I'm going to go first because this looks rubbish. This was just <laughs> this was just Straight Batman collecting friends. Go away, you little friend collector. It, it, he's a tortured man. He needs a friend yeah. group support. I think considering they've only done about a week of filming, they've yeah. got a, a surprising amount of footage to put together that length of trailer, which was quite nice. I think they but... probably must have taken quite a bit on the back of um, Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. I quite liked it. It was wasn't dark and it wasn't raining, so yes. two pluses there. That is a bonus. Yes. Well, how was it a DC film if it's not dark and raining? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really show you much about that film. It's like, oh, I've gone to go and get some friends, and then we've walked through a door into a moody-looking room. Yeah, great. I really want to watch that in a year's time. And why aren't people making fun of Aquaman? That's yeah. what he's here for. You should make fun of Aquaman. <laughs> this is Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they finally, they finally. Like found a way to make Aquaman yes. work as a character, and it's to get Carl Drogo to play him. Yes, yeah. and I mean, that is what's going to get me into the cinema. The ones yeah. It would be funnier though if you were making fun of a man who obviously would yeah. kind of break you in half like a twig. Yeah, 2017, the year that Aquaman jokes die. <laughs> yeah, I mean the one annoying thing with me is the fact that the Flash is not the TV Flash. Grant Gustin is an amazing TV Flash. We've built up over two seasons now. Really yeah, enjoy him. But cinematic universe just and having the TV universe separate is kind of a weird way to do it. Terrible costume choice. Well. Yeah, terrible, terrible costume choice. 
Phil? I haven't fan? actually seen this trailer. I, 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 I think yes. I've been keeping up with... There's so much sort of stuff coming out yeah. of, of Comic-Con. It, it, yeah. It's hard to see it all. So I saw the Wonder Woman trailer. Which we're just about to move on to. <laughs> so that was well-timed. So your um, thoughts on Wonder Woman? I have a lot of feelings <laughs> about Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. George, George what, what ramped, away. ramped away. As, the, as the, the resident Wonder Woman obsessive in the room. Yeah, I, it was nice to get to actually see a full Wonder Woman film. That's good. I like the fact that we actually get to see Wonder Woman in action, which is yeah. cool, rather than just kind of being there and pretty. This has always been my rant about Wonder Woman when she turns up in things that had, she ought to look like she could kick you into next week. And Gal Gadot kind of does, which is awesome. I really hated the lasso, though. She was yeah. using it like a whip, and that really upsets me. It's a lasso. It's not a whip. It's a lasso where, of truth. Where was the invisible plane? I also would like to see the invisible jet, <laughs> yeah. Do you not think this film just looks like it's taking the plot of Captain America, the first Avenger, though? It looks it's exactly like Wonder Woman yeah. World yeah. Like in World War, oh, World yeah. War One. World they pushed it back to World War One. Her origin story has always been very similar. Wonder Woman was yeah. a propaganda comic back in the day. She yeah. was always about fighting the Nazis. That's where she began. So I've seen lots yeah. of this rant from people talking about Cap and actually Wonder Woman nice did it first. Chris Pine as well back in the screen not playing Captain James D so I think he actually does have some range and it would be nice to see him do something else rather than just be Jim Kirk it'd be nice to see if anybody can actually do something with Steve Trevor who is kind of one of those slightly nothing comic book characters and he's just sort of there yeah I mean he's a bit Bob the agent of Hydra yeah but um, yeah anyway um, Keith thoughts I like the setting I like the fact that her costume had colour in it it looked really good I think it could be um the best of the DC movies to be released so far. Strong cast, good kind of placing it in the past, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. And maybe this will be the proof that studios need that a superhero film fronted by a woman can actually yes. make money. Yeah. Right, Suicide Squad. Meh. No, I'm uh, the the Meh. trailer <laughs> looks really good, but I just think the film's going to suck. Yeah. I, I like that they've kind of, they uh, clearly saw Deadpool and they yeah. were like, let's do that. I'm holding out hope. Really. So the, tra- the, 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 yeah. all the all the marketing has been really fun. It's all it's very bright and colourful. It's very yeah. tongue in cheek. It's very sort of cute and, and funny. Yeah. Um, but I just feel that that's not going to reflect, like we reflected in the real film. Yeah. I'm looking forward more to Sinister Squad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we might be reviewing that one next week to so keep your ears peeled. Um, Suicide Squad, I'm just bored of trailers that are yes. all Margot Robbie's bottom. Like, I'm sick of yeah. seeing it now. Like, put some trousers on. Like, come on. <laughs> right, so Doctor Strange. Big yes. one from the Marvel Studios. Yes, yes. yes. Benedict Isn't it, it just, the trailer just looks like Inception 2. But Benedict <laughs> Gumberback now has a massive cape which auto-attaches, which is amazing. And a goatee. And a goatee. He's finally got the Doctor Strange goatee, which is what I've been waiting for. And a dodgy American accent, by the sounds of it. Well, you always had that. (laughs) (laughs) Keith, your thoughts on Doctor Strange? Nicely a different character from the Marvel Universe. Yeah, the magic side of the Marvel Universe. We've had the cosmic side with Guardians of the Galaxy. It's good to move it into the the magic side of things. Good cast. Yep. Uh, You know, there's there's plenty of really good actors in there. It looks pretty good. Uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big hit for Marvel I think Marvel yeah. have, have got that down pat now their whole thing they, they have, get good characters yeah. they get good writers they get good directors I mean Scott Dickerson yeah, um, uh, directing on this should be amazing they got an amazing villain in Mads Mikkelsen who's did amazing things I mean that's Hamble the reason TV I'll be series. going to see it I saw yeah. the entertainment uh, was it uh, Entertainment e- Weekly a- Entertainment Weekly um, sort of photo shoot of that and it's yeah. Mads Mikkelsen should just be in everything Yeah, uh, I'm kind of worried that <laughs> Rachel McAdams is in it. If, she, if she's just playing, you know, quote unquote, the girlfriend, that's yeah. going to be terrible because she's she deserves better than that. Dave, Sean, thoughts? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's the, the the fact that he, he looks like the comic book character Doctor Strange is one of the big things for me. Yeah. He's been one of my favourite characters for a while. Yeah. So yeah, just the whole thing of it just looks 
It looks right. Looks good. Looks really good. Uh, next one, Star Trek Discovery. Very short trailer. <gasps> just oh my god, I got so excited. Yeah, but the ship, if you've not seen the trailer, it's a very big reference to the Ralph McQuarrie original concept art for the series. Oh, is it? Oh, I did not know yeah. that. Which but I, I just got very, I got very, very, very yes. excited by that 20 seconds of... Yes, just, just, just the ship. A, a, a pretend oh, spaceship yes. go, like, fly, flying out. Yeah, off, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Although, although it does kind of look like a, like a Romulan warbird is kind of mated with a, a Federation ship. Yeah. It's just... It, I don't know. It. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very triangular on the bottom, yeah. It does look like some Trivial Pursuit pieces have gone missing out of the cupboard. <laughs> I mean, there's, I, that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Um, I, I just, yeah, I'm, I, I can't stress yeah. how excited I am. It's, it's Brian Fuller filming yes. a Star Trek show. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to that one. We get it on Netflix in the UK as well. Yeah. It goes on CBS Action in the States, which is a subscription channel. So the yeah. fact that we get it on Netflix is all good. Yeah. And last two trailers are going to quickly blow through them. Blair Witch sequel of meh. Oh, what's, what's, the the point? what's the point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, can we just pretend that film doesn't exist? Yeah. Um, I have again. I haven't seen the trailer for Blair Witch, but I think it's very cool that it's a bit late kind in the of, day. I think. Well, what was it? It was fifteen. Yeah. Twenty years ago. Um, yeah, it was yeah, early. Yeah. I, I think it's quite cool that that they had you know that they were pretending it wasn't a Blair Witch film, and then they yeah. sort of. Oh no, but it is. Yeah, that but was that, that was, was the big impact at the time, and I think they they've kind of lost that now. Yeah, uh, what, wasn't, yeah. The, wasn't the magic about that film the fact that it, they managed to sort of kid? I don't know about everybody else in here, probably not, but they managed to kid me that it was all real. You know, the, well, that was the whole sort of um, so marketing, yeah. wasn't it? They, so they how did can you, you, can't you do a sequel? Was, yeah. yeah, because was, you've lost the joke. Then it was the beginning of that found yeah. footage bunch of films that came yeah. out as well. So That's it, yeah, you know, it's harking back to the original, which is good because Book of Shadows just completely went off the rails, but. I like the fact that they're referencing that that original film. It's kids in the you know teenagers in well no, mid twenties adults in the woods, but it looks pretty good. Yeah. The only the only scary thing about that original film is the man stood up in the corner. That is freaky. <laughs> yeah. And last one we're going to talk about American Gods, which is one of my <gasps> favourite oh, all-time yes. books. Get on Neil Gaiman. Yes. 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 Just I, now, e- now. Everything, everything about this yes. it screams that it's going to be incredible. It's based on one of the yeah. best novels of all time. Yeah. It's got, I mean, Ricky Whittle from Hollyoaks. <laughs> It'll be nice to look at, but really, yeah. really, it's, I mean, it's all about Gillian Anderson and Ian McShane. Ian McShane's going to be yeah. stunning, the, the I think. It's good, it's good that they've taken the leap and kind of altered yeah. Neil Gaiman's original and renamed Mr. Wednesday Lovejoy, which is yes. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, that's it from our trailer talk. Hi, I'm George Ellesmere from the Geeky Brummy Show. Join the Mayhem live every Saturday from 12 on bramradio.com. And now it's time for How Shabby Cosplay. Right, right. So he's saying that this is uh, better than anybody's, and I've got to say, it, it is mind blowing. The man has a bucket on his head. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know how to explain this very much. So, um, yeah. Somebody want to join me on the mic? And uh, uh, yeah, Poundland cosplay has gone. Um, I, I don't know what do we say about this. This is insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have we guessed what it is yet, people? <laughs> a man with a bucket on the head. <laughs> it appears to be an <laughs> idiot. Chest light should be giving you a good. You're gonna need. You're gonna need to take the bucket off your head. Don't strangle yourself. Iron Man Mark One. 
Uh, you, yeah. You're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio, uh, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am Iron Man sure. Mark 1, or if the curry trays that about, it's Iron Man Mark 1 is my oh, personal interpretation. Got to get a bad pun in at least once a week. Yeah. <laughs> Full £5 spent on this one. Full £5. Just explain for anybody that's not watching on Periscope, uh, what exactly are you wearing? Right, I have two lovely silver ponchos. I have many curry trays, which I've flattened out and turned into a budget <laughs> armour. I've just spent a couple of minutes outside the studio yes. tying them on. Yes. I have a wonderful light, which was an escape light from the village. <laughs> um, I also have a blow dart thingy, which I've now transformed into a set of missiles and a flamethrower. <laughs> so and the, a bucket. The, the flare, and of course, the bucket helmet. The flare is actually the flare is actually a flamethrower. Is that right then? Yes, that's a flamethrower. And Jeez. the bucket was lovingly sharpened. So you've even done the back detail. Wow, that, that, yeah. is, that is pretty impressive. That is a good effort. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think you've set the benchmark, benchmark now. Yes. Phil's not so. looking happy in the corner. <laughs> I was not impressed. Yeah, but that's uh, that's pretty impressive, mate. Do you feel thirsty down now? Do you? I mean, I, I just now have my revenge. Over. No green fire allowed. <laughs> yeah, I think Phil's going to end up having another drink at this, right? I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to have to come back and, uh, and you know, defend my honour. Is, it, and, is, is and it game on for me? Now? It is. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, you have no idea what is in store now. Yeah, if, if you want to see any pictures of uh, Ryan dressed phenomenally uh, we'll tweet these up on me at uh, at geeky Brummy on twitter in a few minutes and we can re-watch it on periscope as well so of, of course yeah. yep. now it's time for something a little less fun we pride ourselves on geeky Brummy being a funny and entertaining show as regular listeners may be aware we run a feature called why it's rubbish this consists of the team playfully talking about what they find rubbish no one is out to be controversial and we know that ghostwriters, rude bus drivers, broken coffee machines, and Stephen Mulhern would never get upset by our remarks. We do invite guests to play this feature, and now we must apologise for the views of one of our guests. Last week, we did a pre-recorded version of White's Rubbish. We present that to you now. We'd like to stress that the views of this one individual do not represent those views of the rest of the Kiki Brummy team. Again, we're very sorry. Time for the wonderful world of why it's rubbish, and today we've got a few special people in to join us. We have Mr. Dan Cooper Gavin. Hello, hello. And where are you from, Norway? I'm from the Theatre of the Absurd Show, which, which is normally on Tuesday nights. And you are the nicest man in radio, so I want to see what. I've got this one. It's not true. It's not, I'm horrible. <laughs> I want to see what the nicest man in anger at radio is upset about something. We also have the wonderful Dave from Ace and Armour Cosplay. Hello. Welcome back. And you're going to be telling us also why things are rubbish. Yep, so first off, I'm going to pick. Let's go with Guy. Guy's always a great one for a ranty person. Why is it rubbish? And George, this is going to ring true with you. It's not personal, but why is it rubbish? Women or people who are just continually dressing up as Harley Quinn. It's not cool. It's not big. It's not clever. Get over it. Okay, I'm done with Harley Quinn before that film's even out. Which we Harley play Harley Bingo at conventions oh, now. To see how many kinds we can spot. Margot Ruby one. Yes. Go away. M- many Harley Quinns, many places. Who's next? Keith. You go. Very quickly, uh, DVD packaging, Blu-ray packaging. I remember the days when you see a lovely printed picture on the disc and a little booklet, yeah. and now they can barely print the name of the film on the inside of the DVD. 
Yeah. I, I want my DVDs and Blu-rays yeah. to be collectible. Even, even the plastic seems to be disappearing on the inside now. But you open a, you open a brand new disc and just fall apart. Yeah. It's terrible. We're good at packaging for DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah. Phil, what's something rubbish for you? Um, so my rubbish thing this week is grown adult men yeah. acting like the new Ghostbusters is ruining their childhoods. Get over <laughs> it. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> David, you're up. What's rubbish? Um, the fact that I do IT support at work, have no tools, and yet I still get all the abuse from my co-workers about not being able to fix things. Yeah, always a good one. And Dan, to finish us off. No, it's not relevant to your show at all, oh. but I really hate dogs. They're rubbish. They're like really <laughs> oh, <laughs> scandal. They're, they're like loud. They're annoying. They're scary. They're slobbery. They stink. It's like what's what's to like? They contribute nothing. They can't they drive. Best they can <laughs> Actually, work. dogs can <laughs> drive. There's a lot of blind people out there that might oh, be. Yes. Uh, okay. Disregarding that. Apart from I would that, love to non, see a non-guide dog dogs. I'd love to see a guide cat for the blind. Because I'm the nicest guy on radio. I'll make an exception for that. Apart from that, and we've got an extra special one, Caitlin. Dan, you've just lost that. <laughs> Caitlin, why is something rubbish to you? All right, just coming through the studio of many bodies. Um, I don't know if it's controversial for this show, but um, the Big Bang Theory. Ooh. I hate it. Can I just add, I learned that Caitlin likes Stephen Mulhern, so why is it rubbish? Uh, Caitlin Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll get those up for the Twitter poll in a little bit. Vote for your ones that you like, of course, each, each week. And we'll be back and give us the results next week. Thanks, bye. I think you will agree this is an, a new low for the show. Wow. Just, just well. <laughs> I, th- I think when when somebody says something so horrible and cruel, um, I don't know how, how do we come there back from no this. Words. How do we come back from this? It's, no. it's, it's just shock in the studio here. Yeah, the nicest man in radio, and he hates dogs. I mean, y- you've just lowered the tone in the show, Dan. You know, <laughs> I thought Still we were fr- I thought we were friends. Friends who like dogs. <laughs> Friends every, you could go on Pokemon Go walks together with your every, dog. Every betrayal starts with trust. So you think you know somebody and then you, you find out that they're actually the villain in a Disney film. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Oh Cruella de Gavin. <laughs> that, that, somebody's got to make that this week. <laughs> yes. That's, that's got to be done. Photoshop that, please. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I think we should end, you know, read the disclaimer, I mean, you know. Yeah, if anybody out there has been affected by any of the issues raised in this week's Why It's Rubbish segment, please direct all of your inquiries to Darren Cooper Gavin via and the don't usual channel. <laughs> don't blame us. We invited him. We didn't expect that. He's the nicest man on radio and he goes straight for dogs. It's like a shot shocked. to the kidneys. <laughs> it is. It's just it's, it's a sad time for us all. Mm. It really is. I'd like to think that like Dan like, walks around and he sees a dog and he just feels hatred fills him. You know, <laughs> I, I smile, I go, ah, oh, but Dan is just, you know, he turns into the Hulk when he sees a dog. <laughs> Definitely a cat person in his house, isn't it? I think yeah. so. I mean, well, I mean, uh, just yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're sorry, listeners. <laughs> where, where do we go next, son? Hi, I'm Dave Massey, and you're listening to Geeky Brummy on BrumRadio.com. And now we've got something a bit different. We're going to subject Philip and Dave and Sean to the live Future Armor fan trailer that Guy found earlier in the week. Yeah, I was on Digital Spy. I don't like Digital Spy. I don't know why I got on it. Spoilers on the time on that side. But um, anyway, they posted something for a live-action fan-made Futurama film. I watched it. I got scared. Because what were they thinking? Why? So they I don't like Futurama anyway. 
Why do you do this to us? You find something weird in the internet and then you send it to us. This is not the half of it. This is not the half of it. Remember when we're midday people. Right, so, gentlemen, are you ready to watch and be amazed? I'm a little bit scared. Like, yeah, yeah. I've seen some photos from this, and yeah. it looks traumatic. Yeah, we'll get it up on. T- we'll get it up on Twitter now, so you can have a look. Okay, right. So they are now watching the trailer for future on a fan-made film. Ryan's now going to put this on on to our Twitter feed. There are some excellent faces happening from Phil right now. I mean. <laughs> You need to get on Twitter now and look at this trailer because it's just... It's, it's something quite special. Yeah, I mean, there's always everything about being fans and stuff and, you know, support, the, supporting uh, a, a show that you like. Yeah. But this is just... <laughs> this I is just too much. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, I'm just loading right. this on now. So It'll be here in a few like a seconds. Filter that's gone wrong. <laughs> that is. Uh, <gasps> oh my god! Okay, so Farnsworth just walked in, and it, this is looking very robot chicken. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's so real people. Yeah. yeah. It's. Sean is just in. I don't know if you Sean is that shocked into silence. Crazy film from the '90s, but it's like that on acid. Yeah. Right. Do not watch this while high. Oh my no. goodness. The trailer is now live on our Twitter feed. If you haven't seen it, please watch it and just be amazed and astounded by the weirdness that is going on there. Oh, oh my god, Zoidberg. That is terrifying. Oh, oh, oh my. Tweet us at Geeky and know your thoughts on this trailer, I mean, guys. if you are involved with this film or you want to get in touch with us and we maybe. <laughs> in, and then maybe We'd we could interview you, in. you about it. Get in touch because we oh, want to know. Well, I, basically, I want to know why. Someone pass right. me my phone. I need. My, I need to call my therapist. Yeah, I just seen um, that for the first time. I, I, and thought that's I, crazy. I, isn't it? I don't want to be on the Geeky Brummer show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> that that was a very interesting trailer. Um, um it was. Yeah. I I just I. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did, I mean, to their credit, you know, that yeah, would, it's they pretty make close. Ex- excellent yeah. cosplay. Yeah. But don't make a film of it because. <laughs> The Zoidberg thing just that was just creepy. <laughs> I think the Leela one is the one yeah, that the Leela eye. Yeah, yeah. eye. It just it, reminded me very much of like the old um, what's his face, Plasticine Man guy, Keith. Keith, I'm reaching out to you. More, more. No, um, no um, films, seventies Greek gods. Oh, um, uh, Harry Hamlin. <laughs> Harry Hamlin. There yeah. we go. Harry Hamlin films. Yeah, that was yeah. Very... It, it, it was a bit sort of um, claymation, but yes. on a person. And um, yeah, yeah, that's just. I'm, I'm, I can't. Yes. I, I mean, do if you know if if you are about to watch it on Twitter, don't. Uh, <laughs> it's, it it's comes with you, a you, ra- you, it comes with a warning. You yeah. can't unsee it. Yes. Yeah. No matter right. how much we want to. Yeah. Viewers of a sensitive disposition may not want to watch this trailer, <laughs> yes. at least not unattended. Yes. Guy, you have something in your hand which you want to also share with us. <laughs> hey! Oh, <God>. Not again. <laughs> okay, so I, I went shopping last night. You know, that's what people do on a Friday night. All I bought was pizza. You party animal. A scratch card. Because <laughs> I'm a gambler, obviously. I bought some... Do you know what's back, by the way? Trio. What you know, is, chocolate bar Trio. Oh, I feel it must be... Far too young for that. I don't, I don't remember. Like, what is Trio? curly hair on it and she's going, Trio! 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 Like that. Yeah. I have like, no idea what's happening like right now. It was like a rubbishy club. Do you remember Club Biscuits? I remember, I remember Club, club yeah. yeah. They were the bomb. They were. I mean, this is totally like ripping off like the radio now in terms of features because they have trying food on the radio. But this is geeky related food that I found in, in Sainsbury's last night. Other supermarkets are available. Please <laughs> indulge yourselves in... 
key lime slimed filled Twinkies related to <gasps> Ghostbusters. Oh my oh goodness. My God. Ghostbuster Twinkies, I mean... Didn't they disappear for a few years? Yeah. Yeah. Only foodstuff known to man that will survive a nuclear apocalypse. I mean, you. they... Food that's green inside should not uh, happen. They that's look okay. disgusting and I cannot wait. I mean, this is going to be great for your sure. hangover, Phil. We're going to eat these live on air. I think we are. Well, is that what we're doing? We're going for it. Yeah, we'll go for it. Oh, it looks like guacamole. <laughs> I don't want a guacamole filled Twinkie. This is nearly as disturbing as those green cream eggs they do at Halloween. We apologise oh. to people who don't like the sound of packaging being opened. Or people eating. They don't treat the people today, isn't it? People eat food now and watch trailers they can't see. It's a good job we're not periscoping this as well. This is, um, yeah. I'm a, I'm a bit that scared. Is, that is disgusting. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, like that is pretty awful. You guys better what? eat up this. Cost me two pound fifty for a <laughs> On behalf of the team, guy, what did we do to you? They just look like Twinkies that have gone off. Why? That's uh, it's what they taste of as well. Yeah, they taste of white. <laughs> why? Why? You see pictures of like like this on the walls at clinics. You do. <laughs> guy, what have we done to you to deserve this? Terrible. We're gonna ban you for a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I just repeat my, my previous state, uh, sentiment, I don't want to be on the Geeky Brummer show anymore. Does it say not fit for human consumption on the back of that box, Keith? Well, it might slightly worrying that it says golden sponge cake with artificially flavoured key lime creamy filling. Oh, oh no. Artificially so not belong on a box. None of, that, none of that was good. All of the Twinkie goodness. Oh, mm -hmm. no. It's disgusting. Yeah. Stop this, I'm in another. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, We've now found the level of guys' culinary tastes, I think. Yeah, yeah if, if, if guy ever turns up at anybody's party asking if he can do the catering, just <laughs> run a Say mile. No. Yeah, run a mile. <laughs> That's it from us for this Geek Week. Welcome to the wonderful world of Geeky Brummy here on Brum Radio every Saturday 12 to 1. This week I am joined by Guy. Hello, Guy. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, we've got the wonderful co-presenters Keith and George in. Hello, hello. guys. Hello. Philip Ellis has found his way back into the studio again. Hi! Oh, he guy. doesn't leave! <laughs> we just found him in a corner and woke him up. And we have the amazing Adam White from Transformers Nation here to talk us, tell us all about the wonderful world of Transformers and their convention coming up. I must apologise to everyone, I've just been declared bankrupt by the Mood Bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the weirdest thing clip we could find this week about a bank that, well, art project. I have so many questions. Yeah, it's an art project in New Zealand that's been set up so people can deposit their mood. Of course it's an art Surely project. everybody in New Zealand is just happy all the time. Apparently not. I mean, there's a wide range of emotions that people can have. And this week's intro theme is, is it Dallas? It is Dallas. Yay, I, I finally got one. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> then this week on Who Shot Phil Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dark. I thought it would be Who Shot Stephen Mohan with wow. only one, <laughs> one possible person. You're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. So now we're going to talk to the wonderful, talented, Hello. amazing Adam White. Thank you for joining us this week. Well, thank you for having me. So, you've come in to talk about the world of Transformers Nation. Yes. Which is a new residential convention designed for fans of all of the Transformers ones, even including the Michael Bay ones. About 30 years of robots beating yes. up other robots, yeah. So, uh, 
TF Nation has been born from a series of conventions that have been held in Birmingham for mm-hmm. the past 10 years. You used to be at the Holiday Inn? You used to be at the Holiday Inn, you used to be run by a different team. So last year there was a big sort of end of an era ceremony, mm-hmm. one convention finished, and it was, over, it was handed over to a bunch of fans. They took up the mantle, they created yeah. a brand new entity, TF Nation, and we're putting it together. So our first event is the 19th to the 21st of August at the Hilton Metropole, mm-hmm. and it is really one of these these run by fans for fans get the community together have a laugh get a few guests in and just enjoy the franchise yeah I mean because I don't think people realise as you said it's 30 years now worth of Transformers it's 30 years it's 20 cartoons it's 30 plus games it's billions in the bank if you just want to talk about hard figures but it's also one of those things that pretty much anyone under the age of 40 will have interacted with at some point Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if no, anybody's not aware of the origins of the Transformers, it was two separate toy lines That's in, it. in the Japan, yep. and they were bought over by Hasbro, That's I believe, yep. and who put them into one range together, so you had the loyal, amazing Autobots and the evil, evil Decepticons, and they were transforming jets that transformed into robots or transforming vehicles. It was the original red versus blue? Yes. Pretty much? Yeah. And then that spawned a cartoon, of course, which is where most people will probably remember it from. Well, it spawned a cartoon, but in the UK it spawned a comic. And the biggest thing, the thing that has only ever happened once with Transformers, is that Marvel America ran the comic. Then Marvel UK reprinted it. And then due to a set of circumstances, Marvel UK took over the Marvel US version yeah. and ran with it so a lot of the fandom a lot of the characters a lot of the things even that are brought up in the Bane movies yeah. come from British Transformers sensibility and this isn't the flashy American style as well this is crossword puzzles and and letters that were yeah. handed in by kids that the editor answered in the style of a character some of which became canon it was a yeah. real homegrown thing and the beautiful thing is that the fandom that grew from that produced like fanzines that were photocopied and posted out yeah. three of those guys are now doing the top line IDW comics mm-hmm. so this really has a British heart to it was that Simon Furman who wrote a lot of the British Transformers comics Furman, Furman was all over it and he's done so many iterations he's done the games he's mm-hmm. done cartoons he's been involved in anything I mean he's one of the people at, at TF Nation because he's yeah. the heart of British Transformer law yeah I mean two of the games that come out recently um, Fall of Cybertron and Rise of and Rise of Cybertron, some of my favourite games that have come yeah. out in the last few years, really captured that Transformers spirit, had a brilliant storyline to go with it, and it was nice to actually see them on Cybertron rather than Earth for a little while. Absolutely, and the, the way it's being portrayed at the moment as well, it's been, it's been re-ramped amazingly. Yeah. You've got a huge contingent of female Transformers coming into it. You've got a different writing style. You're getting a lot of the things taken away. In fact, the things that people don't like maybe about the Bay films are yeah. the things that are appearing most in the comics. Mm-hmm. So it's spawned a very, very different demographic of fans. Yeah. So who, what kind of guests are you going to have at Transformers now? Uh, we've got a couple of voice actors. So we've got Paul Eiding, who <laughs> was Perceptor in G1. He's done loads of stuff. He was the yeah. Colonel in the Solid Gear things. He was Grandpa Max in Ben 10. Um, if you've seen any Anything on Fallout 4, you will have seen the Volt Rep guy yeah. in the That's Paul. Um, we've also got Richard Newman, who's been in the X Files recently. He yeah. was Rhinox. But the biggest thing that everyone's excited about, he was Grandpa Pingu. <laughs> you can you not, not wow. want to meet Grandpa Pingu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we've got a huge a section of uh, the, yeah. the IDW comic, the yes. writers, the artists. You've got Alex Milne, you've got James Roberts, you've got Nick Roche. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also got a guy called Emilio Santolicia who is a designer 
and a lot of the current wave of Transformers were designed by him. Wow. So you actually get to see why the choices were made and yeah. run through stuff like that. Plus as well we have the cosplay, we have a, a script reading, we have and we have the community in general. Yeah, I mean, George's ears pricked up at the word cosplay. Cosplay, <laughs> like, huh? This is one of those that I think is very much a Dave cosplay. Is my other half also cosplays, um, and he's obsessed with building anything completely ridiculous that he can't then store in the flat. Is yes. Easy. So the bigger the better, really. Yes. <laughs> we, we, we've gone from, we have everything from cardboard to electric motors, pneumatics, lighting, mm. uh, wings that are five, six foot that will take out a wall as opposed to actually taking out the wing. <laughs> uh, it's so big we actually we streamlined it down into humanized so people can actually wear something yes. comfortable and full body suit. So and the smaller the person, the larger the suit. So you've not got five people doing Devastator just yet? Oh, we've had combiners. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> combiners are amazing. Yeah, again, so there's really rich, deep lore in Transformers. So you had the combiners, you had the Dinobots come yeah. in, which was a completely random toy range which got thrown into the mix, I think. Oh, uh, well, there's there's a whole series. I mean, yeah. they've, they've all been brought in together. Um, and over the years, you've just you've had so many different yeah. iterations. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about Transformers is it's always changing, excuse the pun. Yeah. But it means that <laughs> there is something for everybody. Yeah. Um, but the community is, is the most important thing because it's a residential uh, sort of event. People turn up, they sit there, they have a laugh, they relax. But you talk to people about your fandom three, six, five days a year. Yeah. And when you sit in a pub with them and you've got all the guests around you, yeah. you talk about politics, you talk about issues, you talk about the family, how's that son doing, all yeah. that sort of stuff. And that's what really builds the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, Keith, your son's a big fan of the new, newer iteration of cartoons. I think. Yeah, he loves a lot of the cartoons. He's got a couple of the older figures and stuff, so he really enjoys that. And the, and the games, particularly, you know, yeah. a few years ago on PS2, the Atari version, yeah. the Energon uh, story, yeah. and the, the two um, ones that have recently been out, like you said, the Rise and Fall of yeah, Ultron, yeah. which is brilliant. And I mean, I'm st I'm starting to pick up the IDW comics because they're tying yeah. that all into kind of like. Um, yeah. combined universe so they've just reintroduced Rom and Micronauts who That's are another it. set of kind mm -hmm. of toy related yeah. comics from the kind of late 80s and they're all coming together with G.I. Joe and everything so Transformers is again yeah. you know it's pulling a whole new yeah. uh, bunch of people into it I mean, there was a fantastic short run which IDW did with Transformers with G.I. Joe thrown into the mix as well. That was amazing. That was absolutely amazing one. Pick it up if you ever do see it. But IDW, fantastic. Great to see somebody else coming into the game. Well, they're expanding it as well. So we have a young Japanese artist called Keizama coming over. Now, mm -hmm. she's a huge friend of the community. She loves, like, old UK comics. She loves 2000 AD. She's a huge Iron Maiden fan. She shouldn't really live here. Um, but she's <laughs> going to be doing the new uh, solo Optimus Prime. Mm -hmm. series written by John Barber yeah. so it's just it's expanding all the time yeah I mean I believe we've got some traders on site as well over the weekend we've got everyone I mean no, we really do over the years we've gotten to know so many people um, including as well Gundam Mad and mm -hmm. you know other people that are related but it, we've got the largest collection of sealed G1 stuff for sale I think anywhere this year we've mm -hmm. got a lot of traders that are going back 30 years so they've got all yeah. of this stuff but also alongside that We've also got some of those games companies. We've got the Transformers Earthwall yeah. team coming to us. We've got the Transformers Angry Birds team coming to us. Because these guys have worked... space just lit up at the back huge, of the huge. They, let's face it, they work with some of the biggest people yeah. going. Then we've also got uh, a bunch of cars. If you rock mm -hmm. up, you'll see a movie Bumblebee. You'll see a G1 Sideswipe. You'll see people falling to their knees in front of them. And you'll yeah. see a G, uh, like a movie Barricade surrounded by women. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Just... <laughs> 
Everybody likes a bit of rough in the Transformers, apparently. <laughs> the bad cop, who knows? <laughs> the bad cop, I mean, that's the amazing thing. I mean, I believe we've got some panels going on throughout the day as well, so there's some really good... Rec- every every hour there's a panel. Yeah, so on the fr- on the, sorry, on the, on the Friday there's a few, on the Saturday and the Sunday there are. Yeah. On the Friday we've got some more sort of fan-based ones, yeah. um, including Rock Lords and GoBots, because it has to be done just once. Hey, robots will... Amusing. So I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> it was if Transformers wasn't available, there's always the GoBots to go to. It's, it's just when you got that Rock Lord as a Christmas present. Yeah. Your Christmas wasn't so special anymore. Yeah. But it was. <laughs> it just took you 20 years to realise it. I mean, some of the panels that I looked at look absolutely amazing. I mean, there's a voice acting panel, which sounds yeah. really interesting. So if you wanted to get into voice acting, it's a good way to sit down and have a listen. It's not just that as well. The uh, you, you must you've, you've all dealt with voice actors you've all met them at conventions and you know what a good yeah. community it is so in the last couple of years we've had people like Dave Sobolov who's now the voice of Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy for Disney uh, we've had Dave Kay who does a lot of stuff for some of the American sort of, uh, yeah. current affairs shows these guys come over and they stay friends they mm-hmm. stay in contact and it builds a huge network yeah. And then when you go on something like Honest, you see Honest Movie Trailers on YouTube, yeah. and the guy who does the voice for that started out in the Transformers community. Wow, that, that, that's pretty impressive. And it's just e- everything is growing and growing and yeah. growing, So, but everyone keeps in touch. Yeah, I mean, Honest Movie Trailers, if you haven't seen the Deadpool one, go and watch it on awesome. YouTube at some point, because that one's absolutely stunning. And, um, well, we know a local voice actor, Mark Silk. So, hi, Mark, if you're listening. He's amazing. He's the voice of Johnny Bravo. So awesome. I should have to get him on my notes. But, um, so, what would you say is the draw for this event if you've not been to a tra- auto assembly or anything Transformers related for, but you're a big fan? Right, if you're a big fan, you either like the comics, mm-hmm. the shows, or the toys. Yeah. So, if you want to give it a chance, I mean, you've got weekend tickets, which is the whole experience, which can be quite intimidating for a first-timer, yeah. but there's also Sunday-only tickets. You're Come right. in. Have a look around a football field's worth of toys. Yeah. Have a look at the panels with the voice actors. Have a look at details with the games or speak to someone from the shows. Yeah. You've got a little bit of everything in there. And like uh, you know, a lot of the other residential uh, conventions at the Hilton, you, you're talking yeah. about an inclusive ticket. Yeah. So you're not queuing up for hours and then paying 50 quid to get a signature. Yeah. You know, you just it's all there. It's all right. But yeah. you just you just get to have a bit of a and also as well some of the YouTubers because mm-hmm. like every other fandom, you know, there's a lot of people review stuff on YouTube and a lot yeah. of those guys are there. So you can go up, you can have a chat, and yeah. you'd be amazed how quickly you sort of the 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 whole community will embrace you, and that's it. Yeah. Even if you're a fan of Beast Wars. Well, <laughs> considering we've got Rhinox there, yeah. there's going to be a lot of Beast Wars fans. Yeah, Beast Wars is amazing. Beast Wars is definitely. Crazy. I mean, one of my favourite childhood memories, of course, is the original Transformers the animated movie, which tore me in two with emotions when I watched that the first time. It's pretty much the byword now for how, how not to change your toy line yeah. by destroying kids in a cinema. Yeah. And the uh, fact that it then affected films yeah. that came after it, they had to re- re-edit yes. to change it out. Nowadays, yeah. people die in movies, nobody cares. Yeah. But back then, it had a significant impact. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely devastating to me as a little boy, but it was stunning to see them on the big screen as well, and there had some amazing music in there. The best. Hi, this is Garrett Wong. I played Instant Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Brum Radio. So now it is time for the world of Top Trumps again. Been a few weeks since we last played, so I managed to dig a set out the cupboard of geekydom that I have at home. And we're actually going to be playing with Top Trumps horror special ones, and these are glow in the dark, which doesn't really work in the studio, but we're going to play with them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like these, guy? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, talk about being put on the spot. <laughs> There's me, producer. I'm like, do you like them? Yeah, they're right. <laughs> right, so we're going to let our guest Adam pick the first one. The tension is almost noticeable. <laughs> right, um, let me have a quick look here. Um, wow, I'm going to go with this chap because he uses rocks for weapons, which is always a good thing. Um, so we'll go for physical power, 82. Mm, impressive. Phil, you're up. Oh, okay. Um, I am going to play the Minotaur. Physical power, 99. Take that. Oh. Keith? Right, having, having heard that second card, I'm going to change mine to uh, the Mad Magician, whose physical power is a paltry 55. Like everybody just scrambled through their cards <laughs> that way. <laughs> Panic. George, you're up. Why do we still let Phil play? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do very well on this one. I'm going to play the Flaming Man, which sounds like a slightly rubbish superhero name, uh, and go with physical power of 82. I'm going to say, all these cards, all their facial expressions, they're pulling the same face on all the cards. It's kind of like this like, slightly open mouth, kind of like, Arr! face like that, teeth showing. But it's the same face on every card. Phil's just left the room. There's noises coming out of Phil's trousers. <laughs> that was a bit concerning. Uh-huh. I think he's just seen my cards. I think he's a bit intimidated. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what are you going to do? I've got the Sphinx. I've got 83. What's the point? The, the what? The, the Sphinx. Sphinx. Okay, okay. <laughs> Slightly misheard that. Yeah. Right, so I have Death himself, the Grim Reaper, the scariest problem thing of all time. I thought that was you. Yeah, and what are we going with physical power? Uh, physical again? power, yeah. yeah. Three, really? The man who could, the man who could steal your life, only has the physical power of three. Well, he's not a physical being, is he? No. He, he's a bony skeleton with a side. <laughs> and technically, all he does is finger you. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll leave that one. Moving on. Exactly. So, do I win? Yes. yes. Excellent. Like he doesn't know. Keith, you can pick the next one. Oh, okay. Uh, in which case then I am going to go for the Wolfman with a fear factor of 96. Ooh, impressive. You've beaten me by one. Why do you do this? I have got the Banshee, which is 95. Mm-hmm. So what's a Banshee? Essentially they scream at you. Yes. <laughs> That's basically what a Banshee it's does. when you're about to die, they come and sit on your roof and scream, apparently. Yeah. They also fight Supergirl. According to the cards, yes. the Banshee's Whale causes you to lose your mind. There you go. Mm-hmm. Irish folklore, guys. Is that a Transformer as well? Or was a Banshee? Oh, I can't remember now. Every name has been a Transformers. <laughs> yes, yeah. every yeah. name has been Thundercracker was one for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wicked Witch, 91. Again, what's the point? Yeah. Right, so I have a goblin. Yes, yeah, mischievous and cruel, the goblin lurks in strange places, ready to play his naughty tricks, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but it has a fear factor of 98. What? <laughs> a goblin? A, a yeah. generic home brand? A generic goblin. Aldi branded <laughs> yeah. horror figure? Other yeah. budget supermarkets are yes. available. Yes. <laughs> well, he looks quite scary on the card. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's scary. Adam? I have Dracula who looks as though he's left the gas on. And, uh, <laughs> we have a fear factor of 99. <gasps> Mr. Ellis. Oh, I'm going to have to concede defeat with this one. Uh, I've got the Mad Butcher, Fear Factor 89. Wow, so good one from the guest. Another win for a guest. All right, final card. Guy, you're up. I have uh, Phantom of the Opera. So I don't consider this scary. I just think Sarah Brightman, so... That could be scary. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I need to to choose a category. Um, 
Fear Factor 85. I have the probably the most ubiquitous horror villain at the moment. Zombies. Mm. A paltry fear factor of 82. We've all got zombie fatigue. Yes, zombie doubt. Adam? Um, I have a skeleton soldier. He looks a bit bored. Uh, 90. Wow. (laughs) So skeletons are more scary than It makes no sense. (laughs) Um, I thought I was going to win this one. I've got the basilisk with a fear factor of 87. My final card is a swamp creature (laughs) who looks in serious need of some dental work. Um... (laughs) Uh, he's only got a fa- fear factor. Oh, it could be a it could be a lady uh, swamp creature. I can't see anything above the teeth and the eyes, but that, yeah. that's a fear factor of eighty. Mm. Uh, George, I've got Quasimodo. One assumes not the Disney version because he wasn't very scary. Because um, his fear factor is actually eighty six. Wow! Did you win that one then, guy? I no. 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 It was Adam. Yeah, a skeleton. Two, two in. So very impressive. Do you want to give us a little with a speech? I'd like to thank the generations of people that have supported me and the card game that I'm holding on to now in my sweaty hands. Thank you. <laughs> and now it's time for Pound Shop Cosplay. Yes, it is time for the wonderful world of Pound Shop Cosplay, and today's victim is Keith Bloomfield, who is Yay! slowly coming in. Dance off, bro! This is fully the That's cheapest Properly accurate as well with the orange headphone buds. Yeah, yeah, they are very impressive. Adam, your thoughts? Amazing. Yes. Considering I spent a five and four hours last week, I'm slightly annoyed <laughs> now that this is. Yeah, I'm so that I burned like sequins onto myself yes. with hot super glue. I sliced myself in a curry tray for this show. <laughs> you had the concern that people wouldn't get it. You walked in, and two seconds later, everyone's like, "Oh, we didn't think of that." <laughs> Yeah. I the fact he's been feeling smug about this for a couple of weeks because he had <laughs> yes. this idea and he knew how much it was going to cost and he had very little time he'd have to put in. Yeah, it is a study cosplay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it works. I'm going to have to watch my game though next time. Yes. Yeah, it is very impressive. I mean, we'll get a picture, we'll throw it up on Twitter in a little bit. Hi, I'm Mike Carey, a former writer on X-Men, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Lucifer, The Unwritten and Hellblazer. And you're listening to Geeky Brummy on Brum Radio. So we watched... Sinister Squad. Guy, you're going to have to introduce this film because I'm still filled with rage from watching it last night. Yeah, I, I don't really know how this came into my life. I just kind of came across it and it's one of those typical asylum knockoff, rip-off. Oh, there's a film coming out, so we've got to make a film slightly inspired by it and having a title involved. So I challenged these these bunch of sods to watch <laughs> it and uh, 
I've got to be honest, I didn't make it through. I challenged you to watch it and I didn't even watch half of it. So. Yeah, I know you didn't even watch <laughs> it. That's, That's my why it's rubbish for the week. The guy sets us these challenges and doesn't watch them himself. Yeah, so if you're unaware of the asylum, they do a lot of the stuff on the sci fi network, mainly when films are coming out. So they did Atlantic Rim when Pacific Rim came out. They did Transformers, Transmorphers, sorry, when the first Transformers film came out. And that, was, that wasn't even close to Transformers, that was the Terminator plot. Yeah, but it, it did have less sexism. So it was yeah, slightly <laughs> less. Well, they were the ones behind the um, the lamprey film, where instead of piranha, yes. uh, it was uh, blood lake, and it was lampreys attacking yes. Shannon Doherty. Yes. Yeah. But not that she's not desperate for work at all. Nowadays. I mean, I actually really. It was. I think it was on the the Sci-Fi Channel one evening, and it was probably the best film of like of the year. Of Shadow Doherty's career. It yeah. was. Uh, it, it was like, immediately iconic. Right. So were they responsible for Snakes on a Train as well. I think they were. Yeah, Snakes on a Train was one of theirs. American Warships. Yes, as well. which was the battleship's ripoff. Not ripoff. Sorry, parody. It independent yeah. guy it's as a, well. A, a mockbuster. <laughs> yeah, mockbuster. It's, it's the word they like to use. Yes, mockbuster. So. If you've not seen it, and I'm hoping don't, that don't, you haven't, don't. haven't watched it, it's basically the Sinister Squad, but instead of using DC characters, it uses fairy tale characters. So you somehow have managed to rip off both Suicide Squad and Once Upon a Time at the same time, which, which is a skill. <laughs> and, and I mean, you're, so you're ripping off two properties which are uniquely awful in their own ways. Yes. And to create something that's you know of it's even lower quality, yes. I just don't know. It's a, it's it an is, achievement. It's the devastator. It is combined to be more awful than they could be as yeah. separate parts. Th- throw in, <laughs> throw in part of a video game, Batman Arkham Asylum, because everything happens in a warehouse. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, they couldn't afford more than one location. Yes. So the synopsis is: you got fairy tale characters together. You have Goldilocks. Pied Piper, Alice from Alice in Wonderland, the Mad Hatter, Rumpelstiltskin, and Death. Okay, the the Joker, but we don't want to get sued. So yes. what's the public? Big Bad Wolf, Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Yes, the Queen of Hearts, the Queen of Hearts, and Death himself. Was the was the was there a character called Blackbeard as well? Yes, Bluebeard. Yes. Yeah. yes, with his range of cutlery, which it looked like had been picked up from a pound shop. <laughs> <laughs> Pound shot cosplay, yes. yeah. <laughs> but it was just the, the the direction was flat, the acting was flat. The, there was no dialogue happened for minutes on end. And, they were completely li- not interesting the, at all. The more exposition there was, the less I knew what, yes. what on earth was going on. Yeah, and it was it was anti exciting is the way to describe it it actually made it more and more dull at the way it went through and then every time they had um, an action sequence I was watching through my hands because yes. it was just so bad it, it, it was 1980s level of superhero action maybe I think Captain America the 90s TV series had better action action sequences I don't even think it was that good I think no. it was just so <laughs> flat and lifeless. It was yeah. it was it was torture to actually watch it. You Some know. things are so bad they're good. This got to that stage and kept going. It yeah. came out the other side it into just being aw- bad. Yeah, it went from awful to awfulsome and awful again in a full two revolutions. Yeah. I was terrible. unlucky enough to also get a bit of, watch a bit of Sharknado Four this week <laughs> as well, which at least was lifted by the terrible cameos that were happening yeah. every two minutes in that film. But this Sharknado didn't even have that. Knows it's awful and it yes. revels and in it. Yeah. Whereas this, I don't really even know what any of them were trying to achieve. I don't know what the, the goal of this was. 
yes. other than maybe you know here are a bunch of actors who never want to work it didn't, again. It didn't have any sense. There was no sense about a no. story. There was no setup. There was no real explanation as to why no. the, the, these were fairyland characters. There was talk yes. about other characters busting in from another yes. universe, and then everybody died, and then something happened. The Rumpelstiltskin became yeah. death. And spoilers, but you yeah. don't want to watch it. <laughs> and then everybody was back alive. Um, it just what? stopped. Everybody uh, was alive. It stopped. It, yeah. and um, death got yeah. to have a snog. Yes. Oh yeah. So the yeah, Rumpelstiltskin ended up running the underworld with the Queen of Hearts as his bride. Yes. That, was that the woman with the bad British accent that was quite attractive? Oh no, that was Alice. That's, Alice. That's the ones that she was doing the, the Madonna that, that English the accent. That was the about it. <laughs> the, the, the spit spot. Yes. Um, so it was all, she was like Mary Poppins on Mescaline. And Tweedledum and Tweedle. Uh, just using contrawise in every sentence doesn't make you Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Yeah, and there were terrible split screen sequences. There's one where the, the Tweedledum and Tweedledee bring the Joker in, Rumpelstiltskin, yeah. and there's a terrible cut away while he interacts with one, because it's the same actor playing the same both characters. And he interacts with one, they c- cut away, and then he's interacting with the other to make it look, oh, look, we've got two characters who were the same. It was just nonsense at the highest order. Special mention must be made for the woeful sound editing of there and the fact boing boing yes the sound effects that was what tipped me over the edge every move of Rumpelstiltskin eyebrows and eyelashes must be accompanied by a sound effect for some strange reason it was that was the point I had to stop I only lasted 20 minutes I will confess (laughs) over some of these these troopers who watched the whole thing I got 20 minutes in and after it was the whole bit where she's talking to him when he's got the mask on and he just kept going boink boink every time he moved his face just just remember that all those people that have been out there this summer watching stuff Star Trek Beyond, Ghostbusters, yeah. Suicide Squad, and saying, you know, even Batman versus Superman, and going, that's the worst film I've ever seen. No, watch it. It's not. Yeah. Were they particularly sinister? Because I got to the bit where, like, I suppose what is the Cara Delevingne ripoff character was just yeah. making a lot of wailing, and then oh, the, the witch, the, the witch yes. with the with the, the fangs, pointy the, teeth. Yes. I, what the, what was that? I, I, I yeah. mean, that was a, a low point of. of her career and my life watching it, I think. I mean, is this bad that my housemate and my girlfriend said, turn this off, and they put Annabelle on instead? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they've just watched me shaking my head the entire time I was watching this, while she was enjoying some half-decent telly. And and it, it yeah, and, the, and they introduced it halfway through, the Mad Hatter. Yes. And it was like they'd gone to the actor, yeah, do Johnny Depp. And he'd gone... Well, I don't know who Johnny Depp is, but I'm just no, going to pretend I'll splash some yeah. glitter on my face it, and be a bit quirky and weird. And it's like, but he was terrible. What was it that? It was more due Johnny Depp after half a pound of marijuana and a few magic mushrooms. I it think. was Johnny Depp in Fear and Loathing in the yeah. it, was, it was Johnny Depp in, oh, we're sorry we brought our drugs to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, you haven't seen the film, but you've got a few thoughts. The asylum. Uh, well, it's the, watching an asylum film is that, that moment when you become an adult because yes. you're a kid and you go this will look like fun <laughs> and you watch it and you suddenly realise I, I can't deal with this anymore I'm not this sort of person I need to go out into the world and do something with my life <laughs> that's when you do it. so everyone should watch one of their videos once yeah. and then never do it again and if you're telling people to, to watch this as part of a radio show you are inflicting cruelty sir it, it's, it's, yeah, it is a test of steel you have a duty of care <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's a full test of steel to be able to watch the full 90 minutes because I remember this yeah. thing happening in the late 70s and early 80s where Italian studios were knocking off Star Wars you had mm. things like Star Crash you had Inseminoid you had all of these like really bad rip off films but at least they were done with verve and gusto you know and there was something about them but this was just just wallpaper it was bland terrible nothingness 
after the Count of Monte No. <laughs> I mean, fan films. Fan films almost are sort of the the modern version of that, where they do it, but they 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 ape the films they love because of a passion. And yeah. you can see it doesn't matter if it's couple sets; they love it. Yeah. Whereas this is cold hard cash, and it, they're not even making any money. Yeah. Remember last week the future of a fan film? Thing? Oh, <laughs> no. Why, why would you bring that back? I've scrubbed it from my mind. I've only just stopped having nightmares. You've got the sense that they might have put some effort into yes. that. I mean, even even the segments in Swedish movies, you know, yeah. even the rip-offs that Jack Black and Moss Def did in uh, Be, Be Kind Rewind was better than the side I mean, movies. Roger Corman is probably the most well-known movie guy who did the cheap movie one million dollar budget here's two weeks go and film something I mean the Fantastic Four movie that was never released which some people may have glimpsed in the studio but even that was better than this that's the most annoying thing it's like they you could tell they've actually spent quite a lot of money to make it look this bad you know, you know what it felt like the end of year school show Yes. Yeah. I mean, just the quality of costumes and the, the performances and everything. It was, it was it was just nobody really had any idea no. what they were doing. And it did look like it had been filmed within the constraints of a, of a school. Yeah. Theatre. School, yeah. school media project. Yeah. yeah. One word review. Awful. Terrible. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Ever watch Ever. it. Never. Never watch it. I mean, if you do want to torture yourself. It will be on Spotify. Hey everybody, John Barrowman here, and you are listening to Brum Radio. Thank you very much to Adam for coming in and joining us this week. Thank you for having me. Thanks to George and Keith for putting up with me again for another week. Thank you, it's always a pleasure. It is. Thank you for Phil for coming in and joining you with the fun. You're so welcome. And thanks to producer Guy for being producer Guy. Just in general. It's alright, it's been a great honour to... He's a star! (laughs) (laughs) That's what he tells us. Yes, we'll be back next week. Until then, till all are one. Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please consider joining our listener supporters. You can do this by clicking the support tab on our website or go direct to Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio. Brum Radio shows are streamed online at the Brum Radio Mixcloud page and you can find more podcasts at brumradio.com.